It feels like we're all being told to go on this diet, take that supplement. Ozempic will give you depression, but you know what'll cure that? Weed. Or you could try to balance your hormones. At Science Versus, we're like, what the f*** is going on? Forget the crap online and listen to Science Versus. Just the facts. Oh, and a bunch of stupid jokes. What is a ghost's favorite fruit? Booberries. That's Science VS. New season out on Spotify soon. Today is October 21st, 2019. On this day in 2014, amputee and Olympic athlete Oscar Pistorius was found guilty of manslaughter. The case against him centered on his role in the shooting death of his girlfriend, Reva Steenkamp. The fallout from Pistorius's ruling reverberated through the South African athletics world and ignited a debate about the legal and ethical limits of self-defense. Welcome to Today in True Crime, a ParCast original. Every day, we flip back the calendar to this date years ago and recount one event from true crime history. I'm Vanessa Richardson, and today we're going back to October 21st, 2014, a day that changed the life of Oscar Pistorius forever. He'd already made history once in 2012 as the first amputee to ever compete in the Olympics, but a few years later, he shot his girlfriend to death. While Pistorius claimed he shot in self-defense, the judge would make her own ruling on the morning of October 21, 2014, in a courthouse in Pretoria, South Africa. The courtroom was packed. Lawyers, witnesses, sports fans, and press all crowded into the stuffy room. Without turning to look, June Steenkamp could hear them, could feel them from her seat at the prosecution table. She knew that nothing could bring her daughter back. All she could hope for was justice, and that the man who'd shot her daughter, Oscar Pistorius, would go away to jail for a long time. June had a good feeling on October 21st, 2014. Today, the judge would offer her verdict. Today, Pistorius would pay. The courtroom chatter grew quiet as Pistorius entered. He looked stoic in a well-tailored black suit and tie. As he passed, June turned in her seat to stare, hoping he'd look back. She wanted him to see her and to confront the grief he'd caused. If she hadn't known what to look for, June almost wouldn't have noticed his prosthetic legs. Oscar Pistorius should have lived his life as a hero. He'd lost both legs due to a birth defect when he was less than a year old, but overcame the obstacle to become a champion sprinter and even compete in the Olympic Games. But June would never see Pistorius as a hero again. Everything she'd believed about him being brave, tenacious, hardworking, that all went out the window the night of Valentine's Day, 2014. 
That night, it's believed Pistorius had a vicious fight with June's daughter, Riva. June never heard the full details because Riva didn't survive to share them. Instead, Riva had crouched in terror in a bathroom while her boyfriend, Oscar, had fired four shots through a closed bathroom door. Three of them were fatal. And no matter how Pistorius tried to explain that he hadn't known Riva was on the other side of the door or how he'd believed he was firing on an intruder, June wasn't convinced. He could claim it was an accident or self-defense as much as he wanted, but so far as June was concerned, Pistorius was a murderer. Finally, Judge Tokozile Masipa entered the court. June rose to her feet, then sat again as Masipa settled into her stand. All the ceremony was taking far too long. June knew the value of procedure, but she just wanted to get on with the verdict. She'd already waited so long. Now it was time for Pistorius to pay. But then Masipa gave her ruling. Five years in prison for manslaughter. June's breath caught in her throat. It wasn't the murder sentence she'd hoped for, but at least it was something. It would keep a killer off the streets, and maybe, finally, after the lengthy, torturous trial, June could try to put her grief and anger behind her. Maybe she could find peace. Maybe she'd even find the strength to forgive him for what he'd done. The judge explained her ruling saying that because Pistorius had genuinely believed he was firing on an intruder, he couldn't be convicted of premeditated murder. He'd made a mistake. A terrible, tragic mistake, true. But Riva's death was an accident, just the same. June fought tears and prayed that the media wouldn't capture her conflicted feelings for all the world to see. When the session concluded, June left the courtroom, only to be swarmed by reporters. They surrounded her on all sides. June had to push her way through the crowd just to get out the front door. All June wanted was to go home and curl up in bed to cry. But she had to give a statement to the press. She reminded herself of the importance of a stiff upper lip. Never let the media see your weakness or they'll rip you apart. Playing at a serenity she didn't feel, June looked the cameras straight on and leaned toward a microphone so her words would be clear. She said, He is gonna pay something. I'm just glad it's over. When a reporter asked her if she believed justice had been served, June responded in the affirmative. After a hellish eternity of photographs and statements, June and her husband Barry finally stepped away from the press of reporters. In relative privacy outside the courthouse, they spoke with the prosecuting attorney, Lavoyo Mfaku. He had a bizarre, inappropriate smile spread across his face. June didn't know why Mfaku seemed so enthused. 
But then he explained that there was still time to file an appeal, and he was confident that in the next trial, Pistorius would get the harsher verdict he deserved. The tension evaporated from June's shoulders. She still had reason to hope, and she clung to Mfaku's promise of an appeal with every ounce of her being. Next, we'll reveal the results of June's appeal. Now back to the story. South African sprinter Oscar Pistorius had his legs amputated when he was less than a year old. Although he grew up without his natural limbs, Pistorius learned to navigate his way on his prosthetic legs as easily as any other person would do on flesh and blood legs. Pistorius's commitment to overcome his physical disadvantage paid off in 2004, when he medaled in the Athens Paralympics. As one of the fastest men on earth, Pistorius soon began competing against able-bodied sprinters, and amazingly, he regularly won these races too. In 2007, the International Association of Athletic Foundations tried to bar Pistorius from competing in the 2008 Olympics on the grounds that his prosthetic legs gave him an unfair advantage over able-bodied athletes. Pistorius challenged their ruling and saw it overturned in May 2008, just too late to compete in the Beijing trials. However, Pistorius finally had his chance at Olympic glory four years later. He qualified for the 400-meter dash in the 2012 London Games and made sports history when he was the first amputee to ever compete in track events at the Olympics. Although he lost the qualifying races and never even had a shot at a medal, Pistorius cemented himself as a hero to athletes and amputees alike. All he needed to do was keep training and try his hardest to make a better showing in 2016. That all changed on the evening of February 14, 2014. After reportedly arguing with his girlfriend, Riva Steenkamp, Pistorius went to bed. Later, a sound from his restroom woke him in the middle of the night. Pistorius concluded that he was hearing an intruder. Pistorius always carried a loaded gun with him. While he could hold his own on the track, he knew that as an amputee, he was particularly vulnerable in day-to-day -day life. In fact, he removed his prosthetics every night when he went to bed. So that evening, he felt especially vulnerable. If he were robbed or attacked, Pistorius didn't have the slightest chance at defending himself without a gun. So Pistorius fired four shots through the closed door, killing the bathroom's occupant, his girlfriend, Riva. On October 21, 2014, Oscar Pistorius was sentenced to five years in prison for culpable homicide, South Africa's equivalent of manslaughter. After less than a year in prison, he was released to house arrest. In spite of Riva Steenkamp's parents' assurances that they were happy with Judge Masipa's verdict, their prosecuting attorneys filed an appeal, and on December 3, 2015, Pistorius's conviction was upgraded to murder. 
After a series of retrials and hearings, Oscar was ultimately sentenced to 13 years and five months in prison on November 24, 2017. As of 2019, Oscar is still in prison. It remains to be seen whether he will appeal his latest sentence or if he will quietly serve out his time. If he remains behind bars for the full term, it's almost certain that by the time he's released, he'll be too old to ever again compete in the Olympic Games. Oscar Pistorius guaranteed his place in history when he broke countless records as an amputee sprinter, but by shooting and killing his girlfriend in his apartment, he ensured that his legacy would always be overshadowed by the question of whether or not he was a murderer. Thanks for listening to Today in True Crime. I'm Vanessa Richardson. Today in True Crime is a ParCast original. You can find more episodes of Today in True Crime and all other ParCast originals for free on Spotify. Not only does Spotify already have all of your favorite music, but now Spotify is making it easy for you to enjoy all of your favorite ParCast originals, like Today in True Crime, for free from your phone, desktop, or smart speaker. To stream Today in True Crime on Spotify, just open the app and type Today in True Crime in the search bar. At ParCast, we're grateful for you, our listeners. You allow us to do what we love. Let us know how we're doing. Reach out on Facebook and Instagram at ParCast and Twitter at ParCast Network. We'll be back with a brand new episode tomorrow in True Crime. Today in True Crime was created by Max Cutler, is a production of Cutler Media, and is part of the ParCast Network. It is produced by Max and Ron Cutler, sound designed by Carrie Murphy, with production assistance by Ron Shapiro, Joel Stein, Maggie Admire, and Carly Madden. This episode of Today in True Crime was written by Angela Jorgensen. I'm Vanessa Richardson. 